0: Hi, and welcome. Join me as we read some Entitled Parents. Before we start, I just wanted to take the time to promote the Patreon I just started. If you'd like to support the channel, bring a story for an episode, or just get some digital calendar you can download. The coming month is October so I have some October calendars available. I'll change them up every month. Parents booted me out at 18 and left me homeless. Ten years later, they lost everything to 2020 bankruptcy. So they broke into my home to squat while I was away. Story by Clabbage Cobbler I'm 30 male, and my parents didn't really want kids. I was an only child, and pretty much an accidental pregnancy from what relatives have told me as my parents claimed that they were going to be child-free when they married. My childhood was initially good. But I think after I started growing out of the cute and adorable phase, my parents were less inclined to spend time with me. They both worked and had their own business that they started together. That business was their life, and I was always second fiddle to it. Any other close members of my family like my grandparents lived states away, and I barely knew anything about them till I was an adult. So I had no other family around my entire childhood. I was practically raised by TV and my school teachers. My own birthdays by the time I became a teenager were often spent without my parents as they'd just give me some money and tell me to go out and buy whatever I wanted. It was more or less the same with Christmas, and sometimes even back-to-school shopping. We wouldn't have even had a Christmas tree after I turned 10 if it weren't for the fact I convinced my parents to buy a fake one I could build up and then take apart later every year. If I were to describe my parents. Think of them as those people who always wear black, drink lots of wine, and look down their noses at people. And the last I saw of my parents, they still looked and acted the same way. Although my father was always wearing a toupee now. When I turned 16 I asked my parents if I could work part-time for them at their business and they just told me they had no open positions or anything like that. They may as well have just come right out and said they didn't want me there. After I turned 18 my parents told me that since I was an adult, they expected me to move out as soon as I was able. I was working part-time because I was still in high school. And I didn't have anywhere near enough saved for college. And not long after high school ended my parents told me to pack up and move out. They got an official eviction notice that gave me 30 days and everything. They didn't even help me move. I had to get help from a friend's dad who owns a truck. I ended up renting a crappy apartment and working retail. I had no real life experience and no time for college. Then after just a few months, I got fired because my manager legitimately had it out for me and wrote me up for the stupidest things. I don't even remember what they were anymore. But I wasn't the only one the manager treated that way. I called corporate about it and so did a few other people. Corporate looked into the manager and they were soon fired for various reasons. Not many of which I actually know since it was mostly kept quiet. But someone told me theft of cigarettes was a part of it. And the manager was a chain smoker. Corporate refused to rehire me and only said that they'd changed the record to say I was laid off instead of terminated so my resume would still be clean. Guess they considered me damaged goods or something. I ended up going broke pretty fast because I was terrible at managing my own money and couldn't find steady employment. So I lost my apartment. I went back to my parents begging for help, but they refused to take me in. Not even for a little while to get back on my feet. I ended up homeless and living out of a tent in someone's backyard, in winter. My friends had all moved on to college, some in other states, and I was a broke kid taking whatever work I could to stay alive. My salvation came when one of the neighbors of my parents found out I was living out of a tent and offered to take me in for a little while so I wouldn't freeze. She helped me badger my parents into telling me how to get in touch with the other members of my estranged family. My parents did not want to say. My guess is out of fear of being judged for throwing their son out the way they did. But they coughed up the info and gave me a list of contact details. And then told me not to bother them ever again. I called my grandparents from my father's side of the family, and they were very surprised and happy to hear from me because they hadn't seen me since I was an infant. And I'm their only grandchild. My grandparents after finding out my situation, flew me over to live with them as soon as they could. They basically adopted me. My parents didn't even see me off at the airport despite being invited to. I had zero contact with them for pretty much a decade. My grandparents said they despised my parents for treating me so poorly and legally disowned them by striking them from their wills. My parents I'm told were not happy to hear that. But also said it didn't really matter because they were plenty well off and didn't need anything from my grandparents. How wrong that statement turned out to be. After about a year of living with my grandparents, I was able to afford to start going to community college. I got an associate's degree, got a decent job thanks to a recommendation from my grandpa, and eventually my grandparents offered to sell me their house so they could retire to Arizona. My grandma wanted to live in a warmer climate as the cold winter was getting harder and harder on her health every year. I was sad to see them go. But I happily bought the house. They sold it to me for one-third its value. And I'll have it paid off in a few more years. My job is me going away on the road periodically. So I can end up away from home for weeks at a time. Not that I mind the travel. I have no pets or a girlfriend, or anything like that. I wouldn't have time for them right now. But in a few years when I have some things in order I'll make time. I don't want to stay a lonely bachelor forever. Then one day in late 2020 I came home after being away for over two weeks, only to find a large white van I did not recognize in my driveway. I was getting ready to call the police when I noticed the van had the logo from my parents' business on the side of it. And I felt dread. Yes, my parents were there. They'd broken in somehow and were living out of my home. And they had the nerve to greet me like we were buddy-slash-buddy the moment I walked in. I told them to get the hell out, and they refused because it was grandma and grandpa's house. I said it wasn't their house anymore. They'd sold it to me when they retired. They'd have known that if they were in any way involved with my life. But they threw me to the wolves 10 years prior with no life experience. We argued and they refused to leave. My father told me it was his parents' house first and that meant he and my mother had the right to live there if they wanted. I walked right into my bedroom, locked the door, and called the police. When the cops showed up they were of no help. My parents claimed to them that they had already been there long enough to have residency, which was a complete lie. But I had no cameras to prove they weren't there for a month. My neighbors had no cameras either. So it was my word against my parents over how long they'd really been there, and they were claiming squatters' rights. They told police they had a verbal rental agreement with me, and that I was trying to illegally evict them for no reason. My mother even put on the waterworks when saying that. The police told me it was a family dispute, and to file an eviction with the courts to get them out. And this was in 2020. Getting to court for anything took longer because of the pandemic. Meanwhile, my parents are squatting in my house rent-free and rubbing it in my face. From the information I got out of them, their business went bankrupt and they sold off almost everything they had to pay their debts. All they had left was the van and a few personal belongings. So they expected to live in my house rent-free for the foreseeable future. They were working too. Both of them soon got new jobs. My father was a delivery driver, and my mother was a sales associate. They were making money, and the only things they contributed to was electricity and water utilities. Which was basically just handing me a $100 bill every month and saying I should be grateful they were paying me anything. Any time I tried to discuss proper rent with them, they just said I owed it to them to live rent-free because I took 18 years of their lives. And it's not like they were demanding the money back for that time. Then threatened to stop helping with the utilities altogether. I was so at my wits end that I ended up calling my grandparents to explain the situation to them. They were very unhappy and spoke with my parents. But my parents still said they had the right to stay in my home. And refused to budge. My grandpa told me he was sorry it had come to this. And that if they hadn't sold me the house, my parents wouldn't have invaded. I told him not to worry. I'd already filed for legal eviction and would get it soon enough. And my parents already knew that they were on borrowed time. I made sure to say that in earshot of my parents too. They responded with silent treatment. My father was away most of the time driving a delivery vehicle six days a week, which was a job really not to his liking. And my mother basically tried to take over my house in her spare time. She demanded I let her rearrange my living room, and even tried to force me to give her and my father the master bedroom, because they were my parents. And they deserved better, as she put it. I vetoed both of those things and said they don't deserve better, and to stop trying to act like I owe them anything. I didn't ask to be born. And it's a normal obligation for parents to raise their own children. And all they were doing was trying to assert dominance to try and keep me from kicking them out. Finally, after four months and now into early 2021, I managed to take my parents to court over their squatting. We only needed to go to court because they fought the eviction and tried to gaslight me into rescinding it. They tried to use the fact it was formerly my grandparents' house and the fact that they were giving me $100 a month as some sort of leverage of residency. But there was no real rental agreement. And they were smart enough not to try and forge one as that would have been a fraud. So the judge ordered that they needed to be out on a maximum of 30 days because they have zero claims on my house. After court, they confronted me and said they were disappointed in me for kicking out my own flesh and blood. I couldn't help but laugh and call them hypocrites because that's exactly what they did to me without a care in the world for my well-being. They had no love for me, so I have no love for them. I owed them nothing. They just tried to act like everything that was mine is theirs. But they had no right to call themselves my parents because they've never really acted like it. I called them a pair of snobby lying narcissists to their faces and told them to get their affairs in order. Because they already know I won't hesitate to call the police if they don't leave my house when the 30 days are over. My father looked enraged. But my mother stopped him from saying or doing anything by grabbing his shoulder and shaking her head. He sneered at me and walked away. They left. But not without a lot of tension. That final month was spent with them either guilting me to try and make me change my mind or completely ignoring me. I put up a calendar in the living room and checked off each day before they had to leave with a red marker. And the exact day they were to be out was marked with a big red circle. I still remember that the final day was March 2nd. My parents waited until the exact day they had to leave my home for good before they finally left. Even when all their stuff was out of the house and they were sleeping on the floor in the guest room for a few days. Since they were so convinced they could make me let them stay, they didn't bother to try and look for an apartment until after the court eviction went through. And my mother spent weeks scrambling to find an apartment. They had to get a tiny and crappy studio apartment in the next city over because it was the only thing they could find on such short notice. A lot like what I had to do when I was 18 quite ironic. I drove my mother over to see it once, and the apartment was terrible. The walls were baby barf green, the carpet looked like it was 20 years old, the only window just had a view of a brick wall outside, there was no dishwasher, the stove was the smallest one I'd ever seen, and the toilet looked like it really needed to be replaced. The walls also did little to stop noise from neighbors. There were already two people loudly fighting in the adjacent apartment while we were there. My mother went out of her way to try and give me sad looks while dropping hints that I should be feeling guilty that I was reducing them to live in such a place. But I just acted oblivious to it all until she finally stopped. They signed the lease right away and moved what little stuff they had into the apartment over the weekend. They also ended up demanding the queen-size bed, dresser, and flat-screen TV from my guest room. I told them to just take the damn things because I no longer wanted them in the house after they spent five months sleeping in that room. They looked at me like I was treating them as though they were diseased and demanded nothing more. The moment they had to leave for good, I started changing the locks on all exterior doors. All their stuff was at the apartment, and they'd spent their last night in my guest room. They watched me start ripping the old lock off the front door as they were getting into the van. They said nothing, I said nothing. But they just sat and watched me for a while until I had the new door knob on. Then they finally left. I breathed a massive sigh of relief the second that van went down the road. I figured karma had finally come for them, and they could live under a rock for all I cared. But nope, my grandparents heard from them recently. They'd called them to brag that had a new business similar to their old one in the same state as I'm living in now. And they are basically on track to be right back to where they used to be in life prior to the pandemic. Which was making good money and looking down on others. I've already googled their new business. And it seems like it's doing well. They have many positive reviews and everything. I'm pretty friggin resentful truth be told. They put me through being homeless, squatted for next to free at my house for months, then went right back to being the snobby wine drinking business people they used to be. If karma is real, it's taking too damn long. Edit, I would like to thank everyone for all the constructive advice. And many of the points that are being made on selling the house I'm realizing have merit. I've asked my grandparents if it'd be a good idea if I moved closer to them. They told me that if I want to sell the house, then to go right ahead. My parents will have no clue where I am if I move away. So I'm heavily considering it now. I'm gonna see if the company I work for can transfer me down south. I think I wouldn't mind the warmer climate anyway. I've hated winter since the time I had to live in a tent. I don't have many friends where I currently am as I'm kind of a loner. So it wouldn't be too hard to start over somewhere farther away. I'm attached to this house. But it's not like I grew up in it. So I will consider moving. Yes, I understand the need for more cameras and we'll be looking into that. As for those wondering how my parents broke in and fooled the police. Well, it's stupidly simple. My parents got in through a window I forgot to lock. They just pulled the screen off and opened it to get right in. Then they found the spare house keys I kept hanging on a hook near the kitchen and copied them. When claiming squatters rights to police as well as saying we had a prior verbal agreement, my parents presented working house keys to the cops and lied their little asses off saying I'd let them move in. My parents had also already filed for an address change with the DMV online before I'd even gotten home, and showed police a printout of that they'd made. And said that their new IDs with my address were soon to be in the mail. The cops just looked annoyed, told me it was a domestic issue, and a file to evict them like a normal person. I wish I'd gotten their badge numbers to report them. Small addition, yes my parents had their mail redirected to my house. Which is another thing they use to claim residency. The thing is that if they'd lived in my house for more than 30 days with permission, squatters' rights would make them tenants. They claimed they had my permission and used every dirty trick at their disposal to convince police they had the right to be there. There was no way for them to confirm or deny how long my parents had been living in the house. And it turned into a situation of everybody pointing fingers and the police didn't know whom to believe. That's why I had to go to court to evict them. I did refuse to give my parents the Wi-Fi password while they lived with me though since they were not contributing to that utility. However, they just used their smartphones to run a mobile hotspot and got internet that way the whole time they were squatting in my house. Those of you saying that I should leave bad reviews, or expose my parents past. There really is no point. I'm gonna take the high road there and just forget about them. However, if they committed fraud to start that new business of theirs. Then I'll get some popcorn when that comes back on them because they'd inevitably call someone for help. Edit 2, for those who don't believe the 30-day thing with squatters. Here's a direct USA law on the matter. In most areas, anyone who lives on your property for more than 30 days with permission can claim rights as in the eyes of the law they become your tenants. When this happens you will usually need to carry out an eviction procedure. However, in the case where permission was never given and an unoccupied property is forcibly entered and lived in, there are still rules you must follow. My parents falsified permission and lied about how long they'd been in my house. That's why it took 5 months to get rid of them. Now you know. My entitled mother demanded I hand over my house to her, because my little sister is pregnant and needs it more than me. Story by you slash craggle Tom. I, 31 male, have a sister, 28 female, that has honestly been the golden child to my mother but not my father for as long as I can remember. My parents divorced when I was a teenager because my mother cheated with an old high school ex-boyfriend and has always been controlling, manipulative and narcissistic. And sadly my sister was like her little mini-me. Our mother also seemed to believe she had total authority over me anytime she so much as snapped her fingers. She'd snap them and order me around like a dog. It was demeaning. And my sister always backed her up too. So no surprise I went to live with my dad full-time after our parents split while my sister stayed with my mom. The two of them were very alike. And both pretty much stopped speaking with my father unless it was about money. Though I'm more like my dad. My father was very business-oriented and started teaching me how to do his line of work as soon as I was 16. I got pretty good at it. And after 12 years of working for my father, I was made a partner in his company. Things were great. But then about 8 months ago tragedy struck. My father had become somewhat immunocompromised due to being a heavy smoker for much of his life and died at only 60 years old after he caught C-19. I met my mother and sister for the first time in years after we had a socially distanced funeral for my father over video call. My father was cremated at his own request and buried in a local cemetery. So there was no body or casket. My sister seemed to grieve, but my mother looked indifferent the entire time. Though I honestly was not surprised. The last time she saw my father, she screamed at him that he owed her more money, and then threatened to sue him. To which he just laughed at her. He'd paid alimony and child support as long as he was legally mandated to, and no more than that. And he even put 30k toward my sister's college fund. But 10 years after the divorce, he was no longer legally required to send mom money anymore because of the judge's ruling. And she's by no means broke. She works the same job she has had for nearly three decades, fully owns the old family home we used to share and even rents out two of the rooms in it to Airbnb regularly. She's by no means hurting for money. Sometime after the funeral, my dad's will was red. Apparently, he'd figured that if his heavy smoking didn't eventually do him in, something else would. And even joked about it in a pre-recorded video. I pretty much willed nearly all of his assets from most of his money to his business and home. He left my sister a car, a 2015 Nissan Altima, and about 10k in cash. My mother only got one grand and a few other items that she'd been claiming were rightfully hers since the divorce. Beyond that, I got the rest. And my girlfriend now lives with me in the house my father passed down to me. My sister pretty much went from finishing two years of community college to living off her boyfriend and only working part-time online for several years. And during that time she got pregnant but suffered a traumatic miscarriage. I wasn't aware till after the funeral because we were practically in no contact and no one else told me. When lockdown hit her boyfriend's job started downsizing little by little and eventually he was only able to stay part-time. Which hampered her and his finances to the point he was finally telling her she needed to look for better employment as well since he was trying to find a second job. And then she got pregnant. She claims she and her BF were careful, but calls it her miracle baby. One evening I got an unexpected knock at my door. And when I answered I was unpleasantly greeted by both my mother and sister. They both walked right in without even asking and made themselves comfortable in my living room. My girlfriend and I shared a look of confusion and I asked why they'd come by. My sister was giggling and looking all over, opening doors and seemingly giving herself a tour of my home. My mother had just plopped herself down on my sofa and snapped her fingers while demanding cold bottled water. My GF got the water for her and I asked what they were here for. My sister seemed all giddy and just ignored me to continue snooping around my home and before long I heard her yell from down the hall mommy it's perfect. Yes. She still calls her mommy. My mother finally spoke up and said well. I think it's time to do your brotherly duty. To which I was like what? My mother then proceeded to say now that your father has passed, this house should have gone to me since I was his only spouse. But you can still fix this. You make plenty of money and could just buy a new house. Your sister needs this one so much more since she's the one with a baby on the way. But if you're so determined on staying, you could just keep to one room and cover all of the bills until you decide to move out. My GF and I read enough Reddit to know exactly where this is going. And how it'd play out if I let it go on. So I guess you could say we were mentally prepared. I took a deep breath and stated aloud that's not fucking happening. You don't order me around. Especially not in my own goddamn home. Yes, I make plenty of money. But like dad, I'm gonna save it for when I really need it. Not that you care my mother started snapping her fingers at me like she used to and loudly stated stop. I am your mother. And you will do as I say because I brought you into this world, and I'm the one in charge here. And as far as you're concerned, I am God. That means when I say jump, you say how high? This house is rightfully mine. And your sister will live here. Consider this your formal eviction. But since I'm gracious, I'll give you two weeks to pack your bags and transfer the deed to me. In the back of my mind… I'm thinking this can't be real. But then I just grabbed my cell phone and started dialing. My mother quickly stood up and yelled what are you doing. And I retorted I'm doing what I should have done as soon as this shit started. I'm calling the cops to get you out of my fucking house. She started swiping at me and managed to knock my phone out of my hands. Then she proceeded to try and stomp on it. But I was quick enough to snatch it up before she could. That's fucking it. If you don't leave I will force you out myself. My mother proceeded to slap me across the face. And I returned the favor twice as hard backhanded. So much so that I ended up knocking her back down onto the couch. She held her hand over her reddening and smeared makeup face in total shock. And then yelled, how dare you? I went back to dial on my phone and said that if she didn't leave, I would have the police come and remove her by force. My sister came barreling in between us holding her arms out and saying that I should just do the right thing for once in my life and be a good big brother. I snapped and said, Oh really? I'm the bad sibling? Last I checked, I was the one who's had to work for a living since I was a teenager. I had to do all the chores in the house while you just sat on your ass playing video games or talking with your friends all day. And you used to steal my hard earned money just to go out shopping after you spent all of your allowances. You're a complete mooch and thief. So I don't owe you shit. Now both of you get out before I decide to dial this last number. My sister started to tear up crying like a baby and said, Mommy, make him stop my mother began hugging her and kissing her cheeks while giving me a death glare. Then she seemed to think she'd gotten smart and said you know. If you do call the police I can just tell them that you hit me. And who knows, I could maybe say to everyone you wanted to do a lot worse to a poor pregnant girl in need. I don't think that it'd be a very good thing for you. I cut her off with a raised hand and said just stop. If you haven't noticed my girlfriend over there has had her phone out recording almost this whole time. And that means we have recorded evidence of you assaulting me first and openly stating you'd lie to the police. I don't think that it'd be so good for your reputation at your job, or your little Airbnb. If looks could kill my mother would have blown me up like a tactical nuke. But she quickly deflated and started dragging my crying sister out by the arm. My sister was somehow acting like a complete toddler and broke loose of our mother's grip to sit down on my porch step and have a tantrum. I just gave my mother a look and said do you see now. This is the result of the spoiled way you raised her. She glared at me again and then I was treated to a show of my mother trying to drag my sister off of my porch steps. But she latched onto the porch handrails and kept saying you promised me. Over and over again. I let out a cackle and told them both from the door to never come back. My mother flipped me the bird and then went back to trying to drag my sister off the porch. It took a few minutes, but she finally got my sister to get up and leave with her by saying I'm a cruel heartless bastard who will go to hell for this, I laughed some more and said that there's also a special place in hell for liars and narcissists who try to manipulate others to get their way. My mother clenched her fists and was about to say more when I just held up my smartphone again with its recording and said the clock is ticking mom. Get off my property. My mother then walked my sister to the car, gave me one last snooty look, and drove off. I thought that was the end of it. But letting things go was never something my mother would do. After a few days, I started getting messages from people I know and some relatives online. A lot of them were furious with me. But others just had questions about what was going on. I tried to check my FB, but couldn't see anything they were saying because my sister and mother both blocked me on their social media. But my girlfriend could still see everything because they kept their profiles set to open. We screenshotted everything and then printed some of it out. Both of their profiles had posts that called me a greedy heartless bastard who stole the house that was meant to be my sister's inheritance right out from under her by paying off the lawyer who handled dad's will. Which is a complete and utter lie and they both know it. I called my lawyer, who was also my father's lawyer and a trusted family friend, and gave him copies of all the screenshots from FB and the video my girlfriend had recorded the day my mother demanded my house. He wanted to just write a formal C and D. But I wanted to take it further than that and he sent them a letter I told him to write via express mail that had to be signed for. So I know they got it. My mother called me in an absolute fury the same day the letter was delivered. I told her that if she and my sister didn't redact all of the untrue social media posts they made about me and tell the absolute truth, I'd send all of the information I have to the whole family, her boss, and upload the videos we'd recorded of her online. And then I'd sue her on top of it. She called me unreasonable, and that she just did what she did for my sister's sake and then went into a full-blown lecture reiterating her belief that my sister still needs my house more than I do. I bluntly stated I didn't care what she thought. And if she didn't redact everything and tell the truth I'd make sure her career would be over. She begrudgingly said fine. You win. Have it your way and keep the fucking house. Before hanging up the phone. That very evening all of the lying posts disappeared from both their profiles, I was unblocked, and my mother gave me and everyone else a half-assed apology claiming she jumped the gun with everything she said because she thought my sister needed my house more than me because she's broke and pregnant. But the house was rightfully mine according to my father's will, and she knew that even before my father passed away. So she had no right to try and claim it. As for my sister. She also apologized, but more or less just parroted everything our mother said while claiming she just went along with her ideas. And then she blamed what she did all on our mother and her pregnancy hormones. The replies poured in for some time on both my mother's and sister's profiles. Many were furious with them for trying to take my house. I got a lot of messages of sorries and my bads from those who'd previously believed her. But all it really did was show me who was more on her side, to begin with since they were all believing her nonsense so quickly. They were mostly people from her side of the family anyway. No one on my father's side believed her at all. And openly said so. My sister and her boyfriend ended up moving in with our mother to save money but she put them in the basement to keep her Airbnb running. And my sister started crying on social media that she can't live upstairs. And I'm pretty sure the two of them were fighting with each other because all my sister did after that is complain online, and my mother barely posted anything on her SM anymore because of the previous stunt she'd tried. And for those of you who read this far, it's not the end of the story. Stay tuned for the rest soon. TLDR. My mother waited until after my father had passed a straight up demand I give my house to my pregnant sister because she believed it was her right and she is God. Then said she'd lie about me to ruin my reputation. My GF recorded everything and I booted my mother out. She countered with lies on the book of faces and I made her take them all down and tell the truth to everyone by threatening to expose her. Now she's the one taking care of my sister and getting shunned. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.